Welcome, everyone, to the Tardy Tardis Podcast, a Doctor Who podcast brought to you by thecomicpanel.com. I am your host, Mark Turcott, and joining me this week here in the Tardis, here in the universe, as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? Drop the hammer with the music, man. <laughs> so Love good, it every right? single time. I am super excited to get this thing going and um, just to kind of show you how excited I got. So we, we've been doing this for about... On and off for about 10 years podcasting. podcasting yes. Yep. And I, I don't think I've been as excited to do a show. We've done a, a number of shows for potential as this show. I think this show has the potential to be insane and awesome. <laughs> and kind of to show you, like, we record this. It's 940 right now. Um, and having a two-year-old, like, 940 can sometimes feel like 1240 in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes. So I normally have a cup of joe to accompany me. Uh, during the show, so I went out and bought. Oh my goodness, you can't see it right oh, now. Oh, for those not sitting, that, if you're that, listening to the podcast, you can't see it. That, right, friends, is a Tardis coffee mug. The Tardis mm. coffee mug, very nice, Chris. And it comes with a, a matching top, so you can keep all that wonderfulness like locked in. Sweet. But it's it's square. Have you ever drank out of a square coffee I mug? I never have. No. Do you do it very in the difficult. flat part or the corner? What do you do? I don't know. Be see. careful in the corner. You might get the drippage. You don't want to drip out the side. Mm, yeah. It tastes yeah. like time travel. <laughs> That's good, though, man. That's awesome. That's... Well, well, <laughs> well, what's up, everybody? Welcome here to the Tardy Tardis podcast. Uh, glad you guys could be here for episode one. This week, we're breaking down season one, episode one. The title of the episode is called Rose. And if you're not familiar with the show, well, we are two guys who have never watched Doctor Who and we're going through it here. That's why the name of the show is the Tardy 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 Tardis because we're coming to it late. Late so to the here, game. We're actually this was this episode was released on March released on March 26, 2005. 13 years ago, man, this episode came out and we're just coming to it now. Um, so uh, hopefully you can stick with us if you guys want to follow us on Twitter at Tardis Tardy. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Tardy Tardis Podcast, and also email us the Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com if you want to have your voice heard here on the show. So, Chris, are we ready? Let's break this Let's episode dive in. down. Let's Season do it. one, episode one, entitled Rose. This thing kicks off the whole kit and caboodle of this reboot. Because, you know, like we said, we're not familiar with this show at all um, in terms of where kind of the history that's there. So I'm looking now, Chris, it looks like it ended in 1989. So they had like a, what's that? A pretty big gap, like 26 years or something with no Doctor Who out there. Well, no, 89 to 2005. Crap, math. Would be like... 16 years. No, 16 years. Yeah. Math, math yeah, is yeah. hard. Time travel. Right. <laughs> Time travel. <laughs> um, but okay, so 16 years, man, without any Doctor Who. So then they bring in Chris, Christopher Eccleston with this series. And uh, from what I've heard, it seems like season one, they didn't put a big budget into the show. Well, you get that in that inclination <laughs> right within the first five minutes. Probably I five minutes, I think, right. Because, yeah. because the the... Well, you know, getting into the, the episode, like the opening sequence, real cheesy, like opening, like montage with Rose montage. getting ready. <laughs> montage. Going to work at uh, like the uh, Macy's or something or like that. department store, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get, we, get, we get a shot of first you see Earth, actually, which kind of threw me off. I was like, all right, we're, we're, I guess we're already in the universe now. We're above Earth. But then it focuses down and brings you right into Rose, who, by the way, Rose's room I got to tell you, man, she, she's got to clean that up, bro. She's got to clean it up. What, what's going on here? Is she too busy with Mickey? <laughs> she was uh, she's a millennial back in, you know, 2005. 2005. They don't clean their room. So. She's the original millennial. That's right. She time traveled back in time 
to right. like 2000 and was just like, all right, here's how millennials have to live. We all got to be uh, uh, slobs, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Uh, but we go so, on the rose montage. What did you what did you think of the rose montage? I mean, it was kind of like a day I, in the life well, of rose. Well, even even the opening, the opening music from like the opening uh, splash screen with the uh, credits and everything, and that like I love that stuff, dude. I, I like the cheese factor was high. Yep. And I I like that stuff for for what it is. So I was fine with it. And then uh, I don't know. Like I always think back. Like when did when did we get like super like. Uh, production wise into things like was i want to say like 2005 we should have had things that were like like lost really up to date and that's what i go to is lost and i'm like man but i don't know if it's like a was like britain behind the times or something i have no idea well you know and and again correct us if we're wrong email us the tardy tardis podcast at gmail.com but i i think the bbc is like government run right i think doesn't the government run television like they don't pay for cable I don't think in Britain. Oh wow! So like it is like a government funded program essentially. So, it's so like they're the entire country is public access, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. That's why there's BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, yeah. BBC One, <laughs> BBC, BBC Two. <laughs> that should have been our theme song. Ah, oh, two American um, idiots. Um, but the the when when all right. So like she she goes to work. Yep. And she's about to leave, and Doorman's like, "No, I got to drop the deposit or whatever." I don't know what he says. It's so when the she lottery. goes downstairs, she has to bring the lottery money back in, is what she says. It's which is just kind of weird. Even though it is the so, deposit, I think the the term that's what they say is they lottery. They say the money. lottery. They won the lottery, which is weird. All right, so makes her way downstairs, and noises start happening. And dude, like the first time watching it, it was pretty creepy. Yeah, like when these these mannequins, which they call how do you pronounce it? The autons. Autons. Yep. Uh, Which I don't think com- they use in this episode. I don't think they do. I, I but heard I, I, I heard him say like living plastic at one point, or the the, the plastic is alive, obviously. Um, but it wasn't until after watching the episode I went online, and I think they call these the autons. Which makes me think they're coming right. back at some point. We're gonna see the we're gonna see the autons again. I think at some point. Okay, but are are the are the autons just like department store mannequins, or no, are plastic, do they took other forms? They're plastic. That's the whole point of the thing. Like it's just. They were going to activate them all. But no matter what form they take, they're an auton? Or is an auton just the form of this person looking like a person, no, but it's I, a man? Well, oh, okay. So is, so is the auton a form of living plastic? Is that what you're saying? Because dude, let's, let's face it, the garbage can comes to life. Is, is that, that an auton? Is that an auton? I don't know. Is an auton the shape of the human? Right. That makes That's it what an auton? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. So did okay, the garbage so can have an example. Mammals. There's there's many mammals, right. but when you are shaped like us, you're a human. But if you're shaped like a dog, you're a dog. But you're we're both mammals. So is is living plastic, the overall mammal species? Wow. And then the auton is the mannequin. I need clarification on that. Totally clarification. I don't know. Let me That's call Rose. But <laughs> but honestly, like that part, like I. I, I liked that. I thought that was cool. I didn't I didn't get to the cheesiness factor, although that was super cheesy in the grand scheme of it. It was but creepy, I thought though. it was creepy and it was well done. And then we're introduced to the doctor for the first time and he yep. uh, she Rose is about to I don't know what's gonna happen to her. They're just gonna like kind of drop a hand on her. It doesn't really seem like they can do much damage, but <laughs> and he and he grabs her at the last second and they they take off and um Where did they he come from? 
That's what I want to know. Like, he's, he just happens to just. Well, hey, he there. said he said, you know, he was just passing through like later in the episode when she's trying to get information out of him. He said, like, he was just passing through. I don't know. I think he he showed up one way or another and, and he he's got this signal. He keeps saying like he knows where they are. So yeah. I think he just showed up. I think he just showed up right place, right time. Grabbed her, got her out of the way. Because she yelled at one point, is someone mucking about? And yes, which why, I wrote down. So which, yeah, I wrote that down too, which by the way, take notes. If you're, if you're turning into the show, when you watch these episodes, take notes. I mean, I have five or six pages of notes that I just wrote yeah. down, just random, random thoughts. So yeah, yeah, someone mucking about, but then, you know, she's shouting for Wilson. Mr. Wilson is the guy that's in the, the basement. She thinks he's down there. Someone mucking about. But then the doctor just says, oh, he's dead. And Rose like doesn't. There's no real response that Wilson's dead. So what's what's the history with Rose and Wilson? Is he like the jerk Wilson, at the store that she always says something? She and I and I forgot who she said he was. He's like a almost like a, like a the uh, janitor type of guy. I think mm. is is what she said. Why she's bringing him the lottery money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I wouldn't Why give it to a janitor. Um, because <laughs> he's just gonna blow it on drugs. Do, do they all but, keep their money in the basement? Is that like a thing? I think that's where they put the drop at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't but, go to like the um, bank across the street and like put it someplace safe. Well, it was nighttime. So I think okay. the, yeah, I think that's for the next morning, I would assume. Yeah, I guess but, it was nighttime. Yeah. So I went from like at this point of the, of the show, I'm like, okay, this is cool. And I had messaged you when I watched the first 10 minutes and I'm like, dude, like this is crazy. But I, I got right when I sent you that message, it was right before the doctor Kind of says like you know, get out of here. Right. I got to blow this place up, and he does. And then I get my first glimpse of CGI, and I'm like, oh yeah, this was made for TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looked like the Death Star explosion when the building blows up, like from '77. Like it looks like that old. The Death just, Star explosion was like, probably better. It was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that fire. <laughs> it's just like, oh man. Right. So and 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 I can forgive that stuff, but it's just you know I think it's. We're just so used to now yeah. in the age that we're in now that it's just looks so real and realistic that this brought me back to my first thought was like, wow, that's super cheesy. But then I I got over that pretty quick. But, you know, I think to me so far, that's what makes this show great. Like or is going absolutely. to make this show great because there are when it's some all other scenes done. later on. That's like it's so endearing oh, that, to see that's that. Like, I yeah. love that explosion. It's so good. But you know what I love, too? Like what what is and I know we're I know there's a term for it. I don't think we have the term yet from what we've seen. Um, and I don't, I'm sure it doesn't look like it, but what is with the doctor just running around with a tiny little mag light that he just like shines in it's blue and it just does what <laughs> anything in the world you need it to do. They, they go on an, an elevator, I think, right. Or, or whatever. And yeah. they come running out and he just shines it on the elevator buttons and just goes, and they just blow up and they just yeah. keep running. And, and they never really tell you, they give it a name. I don't remember what it is, but they, they, uh, it seemed it seemed like in the beginning it could be something that like shuts them down, mm-hmm. like it breaks the signal to them. But you're right, like he does it on the door when he shuts it behind him. He does yep. it on he does it on everything. It's like so, his multi tool. Like he just uses it. It's like the Men in Black thing that just yes. like erases your memory type of thing. Right. Probably where they got but, it from. Yeah, probably. But yeah, while they're on the elevator, they rip the arm out of one of these uh, autons. And for some reason, Rose brings it home because <laughs> yeah, why would you bring this arm? Because that's what you do is, is, is you bring it home. Um, and that's all right. So then she gets home. And then in my estimation, the hero of the episode 
uh, Mickey is introduced. And the reason why I say this guy is a hero is because he shows up to her apartment or flat, if they call it a flat. Yeah, the flat. And all right, his girlfriend just escaped death from uh, Macy's, you know, uh, fake Mega plastic explosion. people, yep. mannequins. And then her the building blew up. So now she's back at the apartment. And she's out comes. of a job, let's say, too. She has which no Her job. mom is very concerned. Her mom wants her to do an interview just to get money also, to get too, because yeah. she lost her job. She's like, you got to be able to get compensation. Yeah. She's very money-driven. But he comes in and for a matter of three minutes, not even, is shows concern. And his his way of dealing with it is to go down to the pub because he wants to catch the last five minutes of the soccer match. Although he doesn't say that, that at first. He doesn't say it. He says, let's just go down to the pub. And she goes, I bet there's a match on, right? And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, we, that guy's a legend. <laughs> if either one of our wives was, was almost like was in the face of death and we wanted to go down to the, the bar to go watch a football game, we wouldn't have wives by no. the end of that football game. Nope. Yeah. And can you, you know, I, I want to point this out to people because I don't know, you know, how often <clears throat> we're going to see Mickey moving forward. Any scene he's in, and if you watch it back in episode one, whenever him and Rose hug or kiss, it's a little rough. Did you notice that? Like, they're always, like, kicking, like, pushing each other. He, like, tries to trip her, walking through the door a little bit later on. Like, and, like is this the really? relationship? Do they just, like, punch each other all the time? <laughs> Do they really Go hate back each other? And watch it. Like, it, it really? just... Came up, I think in that opening montage, you see them kind of like, I mean, they're, they're playing, but it's just kind of like, geez, like it's like a nonstop, nonstop right. deal. Um, but let's see, what else we got? So after that, then um, Mickey's there, well, and is that when they go to bed? Is that what happens, or or was it the next morning mm -hmm. when he showed up? Oh no, that's right, it was. They she woke up, and that's when the mom was there, and then Mickey wants to go to the pub, right? Or no, the she, okay, I'm looking. Morning. She wants to go to the pub. It's the next morning. Then she wakes up. We don't know yeah. whether or not she went to the pub or not. I don't think um, she did. You know, I was almost wondering if she was going to think it was a dream. But she comes out. Her mom, again, very concerned about money, mentioning all these places she can go and get a job. And uh, she hears a noise through the little, like, dog dog thing. And who is right. it? It's uh, the doctor with his it's mag light again, pointing at you, right. standing, <laughs> standing there with his mag light that he probably bought at Lowe's for like four bucks. And he's like, hey, this is your house too? I didn't know you lived here. I'm getting a reading because he's able to perceive that there's an auton piece or living plastic in her house because she brought right. home that arm. Right. And he ends up going inside. And the first person outside of Rose, because Rose says, let me go get it. He sees Rose's mom and Rose's mom's just like, oh, there's a strange man in my bedroom. <laughs> Would you like me to lose my... My gown. Anything more or less. could like, happen. And it's just like what? <laughs> Putting the moves on the doctor, and I wonder if it's something like the movie Dogma, where they because he's an alien that he just doesn't got anything going on down there where he can. Yeah, we don't know. Do anything? That's right. We don't know. He does make and, mention though. He's looking at the tabloids. You hear that? And he, he looks at one of the tabloids and he says, "Oh, he's gay and she's an alien. That'll never work." And did you notice? Like after that, he picked up a book and just like went, just like flew through it. And he was like, huh, he said something like crazy ending or something like that. So do you think he was just, book. do you think he actually read it? Or do you think, think he was did. just making a comment? I think, I think he, he did. We find out he's an alien. You find out a little right. bit later on that he is an alien. Because even you even see him looking at himself in the mirror and he's looking at the ears. Like that's not what the way he really looks. Yeah. And he makes a comment like that. He says something. Yeah, he looks in the mirror for he's almost as like seeing himself for the first time. Yep. Which I have a question on in a minute or two. But okay. we'll, we'll talk about. Um, 
maybe one of the worst scenes in the show <laughs> of the episode when the the arm comes back to life. <laughs> and at this point in the show, I'm like, what the hell did we get into? Because <laughs> that's got to be tough acting. Really tough acting to to act like a, a mannequin arm is like choking you to death. Yep. And you can see on the, the, this guy's face like he didn't have a lot to work with. And I read that that scene was a lot longer. And I thank God that they didn't keep that oh, entire geez. thing. <laughs> well, I mean, all it took literally was the hand comes forward, which they probably use a regular hand. And then he just must have held it on his throat. That's all. And just yeah, struggles around the room pretty much. And then it gets on Rose's face. In your then... spare time, do that. In your spare time, just like <laughs> act like something is choking you on your couch and see how difficult and stupid you feel. And that's this guy had to act it in a... a Semi big budget show, uh, but you know what stops the hand? Whip out that trusty mag light. The, the, yeah, pull it out, man. Blink. Right. Point I don't get out. it. They didn't really explain that too much, and I wish they did. No. But I know that there's a name for it. I'm sure we're gonna get emails. We're gonna get tweeted at, and I'm I'm sure it will be revealed at some point a little bit more in depth into it. But that thing is like the bomb. Right. Uh, I wonder if you can get those things. Like you could probably buy them on Amazon. Oh, I'm sure. Like you buy lightsabers. I want to say I've seen people walking around at cons like with it. Uh, really? It is. Yeah. Really? All right. Well. Uh, okay, so after that, then they take care of the hand, and he says, thank you. They walk outside. She goes with him, and uh, he says he's looking, for, he's looking for the relay that controls the plastic. And uh, But then all of a sudden, he gets real serious, and he starts kind of talking to her and telling her about, like, because, you know, she's asking, like, who are you, asking all these questions. And there's kind of, like, a serious moment there where he's just kind of like, uh, I forget what he says, but it's almost like. Where he, like, he grabs her hand, and he's like, you know, I can feel the earth spinning. Yes. 60,000 miles around the sun and yeah, it's a very like this first time in the show where it got real like serious and you feel like you're gonna get some information that's like relevant yep. and and you you don't really I mean you, you kind of do in, in some roundabout weird way But it gives you hope that this isn't just going to be a show that's just goofy and yeah. has this weird guy that has a mag light and is just going around You know stopping department store mannequins <laughs> It, it, and, and that, it, and I think that it's not just a time travel show. Like you know, you could be a time travel, but you think time travel just on Earth. I mean, him saying that kind of his eyes were opened at one point where he's able to feel a planet moving and and feel the pull that it has, and that you're. I think he says like one jump away from flying off this rock or something. The way he phrases it, so you mm -hmm. realize that it is really a universe spanning show he's been places he's seen some stuff like he yeah. knows you know these, these little plastic mannequins that's why he's not even really like concerned when he sees it obviously any of us saw something like that we would freak out he's right. just like oh all right you know it's choking him a little bit he figures out what he needs to do and then he points mag light at it and it goes out right and that's it he's been doing this for a long time yep he's he's been a doctor for a long time so like eh, you're right he's seen a lot and and when we see something like that on this planet it's what the hell is this for him it's just Nothing at all. Business as usual, basically. Yep. So, and that's, is that not the first time that we get a glimpse of the TARDIS? The TARDIS, yep. It's the first time we, we see it and we even hear it, I think, at that point, too. And we hear it, right. Off when it, when it takes right. off. And so Rose. And, and we know what it stands for. I never even knew what it stood for, TARDIS. I know. As, yep. as a whole. So, um, I it's good to finally have met the TARDIS because mm -hmm. even not being like Doctor Who fans, or knowing anything about it, you know that you've it's one that, of those yeah. things. Like That's if you're thing not you a see. Star Wars fan and you've never seen any of Star Wars, you know who Darth Vader is. Yep. And that's you know, an inanimate object object is just as popular in the show as uh, any of the ones that are talking, which is yep pretty impressive. Uh, 
And I'm drinking uh, out of it right now. Yep, there you go. So after that, Rose goes over to Mickey's house. We get our good buddy Mickey again, acting rough with Rose as always. Um, and then she says, I need to use your computer. And she goes to go in there and he says, you know, that's fine, but don't check my check email. Check my email. I want to know hmm. what's in Mickey's emails. What is what's he, up, Mickey? Is he cheating on Rose? <laughs> Adultfriendfinder.com? I think he is. I, I don't know. Yeah. Is it just paranoia or is is something? I don't know. Mickey's got something I don't going know. on. I don't M- trust Mickey. Mickey. I like Mickey. <laughs> Mickey's, I like Mickey's him because cool. especially by the end, I mean he's like cowering in fear. Oh, that's um, great. But uh, but yeah, but, but go ahead. I say she goes on. Uh, Rose goes on to basically search the doctor and try to figure out like who is this guy, and she's searching all kinds of things, and finally that leads her to Doctor Who, and we get a glimpse of a website by, run by a guy by the name of Clive, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, "If you've seen this man, call me." And it's a picture of the doctor, and we don't really know what, where that picture's from, but it's a pretty bad, bad picture no Photoshop. We can tell. But, yeah. it, it gets even worse a little bit later. <laughs> <clears throat> but then they uh, it shows, I don't know if it's the same day or, or maybe the, the next day, we see Mickey and Rose go in their nice little yellow Volkswagen bug, which is pretty sweet. Of course. Um, Mickey accompanies Rose to Clive's house. Now, Clive is really, he's kind of like a um, conspiracy theorist trying to figure out who this guy, the doctor is, and people are are reaching out to him. And Mickey goes along to protect Rose so she doesn't get killed, but he stays in the car. (laughs) Well, she kind of makes him, though, doesn't she? She's like, you know... She, I she, I get it. I mean, I think he might be a little bit more assertive and say like, "No, you met this dude on Craigslist. Like, I'm going I mean, in with tonight you." We literally, this is no joke. We had um, my wife babysits my nephews, and the one is too big now, so we had a. Or he's older now. We don't need a baby swing anymore. So right. someone in our neighborhood we put it up for sale. The husband and wife came. My wife has been talking to the wife the whole time, right. but the husband, of course, came in because he's not going to sit you in the car know. and let his wife go into some stranger's house. He don't <laughs> exactly. do that. Exactly. What's up with you, Mickey? Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. But did anything stand out to you after she walked into the house? From Mickey or what? No. When when Rose walked into Clive's house and, well, the, the son answers the door and has right. a great line. It's one of your the nutters. The wife shows up. Which is great. The wife is walking down the stairs and she's like – she makes a comment that it's a, a, a woman. A woman. Yes. What is that about? Because she – I think she just thinks her husband is silly and goofy. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you know, our, our wives support us in our Star Wars love and all that. But like, right. do they really? I mean, I think my wife really likes Star Wars, but it's just kind of one of those things like, oh, yeah, all those nerds. But then when it's a woman, the wife's like, what? Like a woman? Like she she buys into all this, too. And then so the wife right. kind of like follows her a little bit. But they don't. She, the wife doesn't go outside, though. But right. 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 Um, OK. I, maybe I'm reading too much what, into it. I don't do know. I, I'm just saying I thought it was one of those things where it's like pay attention to that later. Maybe not later in the episode. Not, you know, nothing's really referenced later in the episode. Maybe just down the road somewhere. Maybe I'm reading way too much into it. But just the way that she said it was just like odd to me. And you yeah. might be right. You might be right. Maybe like a lot I, of people who've come over are all guys and I are think into this stuff. Yep. All right. And don't I mean, say that your your wife's not into Star Wars because she she's into Star Wars. She's almost a 501st member as well. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, so then we go in and we see Clive. He takes he takes Rose out to his shed in the back, which is basically. and again getting a little bit even more creepier. And again, Mickey sitting in the car. His girlfriend not only went into a, a male stranger's house, that male stranger then invited her into his shed in the back. And Mickey is completely <laughs> oblivious to this worst boyfriend ever. Um, but Clive is very excited to see her. And then when they get in the shed, he starts showing her pictures. And the picture, the first one he shows is that terrible Photoshop, and it's it's uh. 
the doctor at the JFK assassination, which is kind of right. hilarious to see him. So time travel there, a picture from 1912 of him with a family that he warned not to go on the Titanic. And then a picture from 1883 that looks like my daughter drew when she was five <laughs> um, from when <laughs> Krakatoa blew up, which I thought was great. I'm like, so um, here's my, here's my question for that. You just listed off all of the the time periods in which this doctor is shown. Right. Right. So moving forward, we know even the limited knowledge we know, we know there's different doctors that mm. appear. <clears throat> why? Why, like going backwards, has this been the doctor for over 100 years? I don't know. But going forward, there's we, we've had what, like six or seven different. I don't know how many we've had. Well, it actually says on this the page I have pulled up for this episode, and when it mentions Christopher Eccleston, he's actually the ninth doctor overall, going back to 1969. But I so think currently okay. in this current run, there is like seven or eight doctors. Right. So, but why run. is that? Why? So, so when? So, just say like, say the next doctor, whoever that is, replaces Christopher Eccleston. If they were to go look at those pictures, do they like miraculously change to what this doctor looks like? I don't like? think so. I, I like don't why know. why did this doctor last so long uh, in in the scheme of history? Yeah. And then now we have them every ever how many ever many years. And then if know. you like the new doctors, do they go back like could right next to him in that crowd at JFK, could that have been another doctor from the future that comes and goes to that same time? Like could all the doctors theoretically with time just travel hang being out. a thing hang out and just say Fuck it. We're all just going to go hang out at the pub. Let's go watch the See, match I don't know. with Mickey. We're going to go know hang out with probably, Mickey and watch the match. And I know what there's I do probably people out there like screaming at us right now like what would happen if that were right. to happen. And it, maybe it's if if the next doctor goes and visits the JFK assassination, he just replaces that just, yeah, embodiment ultimate. of that old right. doctor, if that makes sense. Like what is the purpose I've, of the doctor? I hope we get an answer to that. Like, like why would he be there? Why would, uh, right. is he trying to stop? Well, um, because well, he doesn't care about earth. No. And, and Clive mentions, Clive mentions that the doctor always brings death. When you look at all those yeah, events, right. he, Clive says that. And so that's right. why Rose is very concerned when she realizes like, wait a minute, the doctor's here something is going to happen. And theoretically something does happen. You know, the autons go crazy. And, and so Rose is freaking out, calling her mom thinking, Oh man, this is the end of the world. And is that all he does? Does he just travel through time going to these places where death is going to ensue? Is he death? Like, is he, is he, are we being duped? Is, is the doctor really the bad guy in this know. whole thing? I, I mean, I don't get that impression, but I don't either, but still, um, yeah. Like why, if, if he's, if earth is so insignificant to him, why is he always on planet Earth? Like know. all of those things that you just listed took place on Earth, obviously. Yeah, well, but we're not going to know anything that happened in other we, planets. We know in the in the up next episode that it doesn't all take place oh on Earth. And we'll talk about that oh, yeah, towards yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that, that, hey, that was a really good scene. That, like now, like now we're getting into like some of the meat of the stuff, and and we get a little bit of history and a little bit of mystery. Mystery, dude. The mystery and, is great. Yeah, and and we and now now we're asking questions. Up until now, it's just been. Happy go lucky, funny most of the time, but now we're getting into like some some good good meat, and uh, I, this is where I like it. This is where I was anticipating the show going. Just us asking a ton of questions. Right. And we'll see. Uh, then we flash out to Mickey. Well, in while the car. that's going on, <laughs> <laughs> our good buddy Mickey just hanging out in the car realizes that a garbage can is slowly getting closer and closer, and then he literally sees it like moving. 
course, Mickey, he, he can't help himself. He's got to get out, see what's going on. Goes over, puts his hand on the garbage can, lifts it up, doesn't see anything in there, closes it, and then realizes he can't get his hands off. And it's like stuck in gooey plastic to him <laughs> in what is really just the worst oh, the, CGI. I wrote garbage can scene dash terrible. is <laughs> 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 what I wrote down. And the reason why I, I, I think it's terrible is like the, the CGI was okay, but the, the splash screen behind him looked look god awful but yeah. whatever about that it's but nutter. finally that like, scene is nutter chris is nutter that's a nutter <laughs> scene but he's like trying to pull himself away and he can't and finally the garbage can wins and kind of like sucks him in and then it burps and it is like <laughs> that to. was childish I, we didn't we didn't need the burp oh that's but, great but where'd mickey go and we find out rather quickly i thought it was going to be like you're, he's you're gone gonna find out yeah 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 but when Rose gets back into the car, Mickey's sitting there like, uh, you remember remember those, remember those guys from uh, the uh, the Primus video, the Winona's Big Brown. <laughs> I do, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what he looks like. Like those little energizer nice shine going on on his face. He's very yeah, yeah, yeah. plastic, Mickey man. And he really wants pizza, apparently. Yes. Yep. And so uh, they go out to get some dinner, Mickey and uh, and Rose, and then and, and and Rose. Has no clue that How he's How do you different. not realize that? <laughs> I didn't realize. He's just sitting there all smiling. He's got a big I smile on it. his face, big bright eyes. <laughs> but they go out to dinner, and, just, and then he just starts asking her crazy questions. She's trying to just be all casual and talk, and then he starts asking questions about the doctor. And finally, they start coming. Like, where's the doctor? Do you know where he is? And somebody keeps coming over to the table saying, do you want some champagne? And they keep right. saying, no. You know, We didn't order champagne. And then finally... I think uh, Mickey is, does he put his hand out and he's getting ready to grab Rose or something? And then a hand comes out and then it ends up being the doctor. He's the mm -hmm. one that's been trying to bring the champagne and he shoots the cork into Mickey's face. And then of course a terrible fight scene ensues after that. Um, but Mickey like absorbs the, the, the oh, that's cork. Right. He absorbs though, the cork cool. and then he, you see it in his mouth. He like, and he like spits it. it out. That was yep. pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And then Mickey's hands become crazy flat hands. Like it's like the thing that you would use the spatula to get a, giant pizza out of a giant pizza oven spatula hand. <laughs> and he 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 uh smashes it down and then at one point his uh head i think becomes uh flat and then the doctor rips his head off and, yes. and takes mickey's head and then the body is running all over the place and uh then what happens at one point the mag light comes out i got here and uh I don't know uh, so they well they run outside and then you know he he's got his head right. rose is kind of upset not as upset as one would be if their boyfriend's head got ripped off and um so the doctor runs into the tardis and she's trying to run away and through like an alley but everything is blocked off and then she runs into the tardis you don't see anything yet they kind of just nope. show her walking in and she has this look on her face like what the hell is this and then she runs back out tries to find another way and it's like, screw it, I'll just go in. And then now we see for the first time the interior of the TARDIS. Which and it's is pretty like, sweet. You know, it's like a New York City apartment. It's it's huge and you know, it's uh, otherworldly and uh and then he does something with with the head. Like uh what what is he he starts saying something about like he puts the head like in the in the middle of the TARDIS there's And he like melts almost the like head. a control they're, they're panel. Use, yeah, they're gonna use the plastic of it to trace um the yeah. relay or whatever that's controlling the plastic right which real quick can we go back for a second man to, I, yeah. I gotta talk because i think i wrote down the name of the tool because i wrote down maglite does it all I and did. i'm watching the scene 
when they run out of the door, he turns around and he like zaps the door to lock the door behind him. It's this big metal door. And I don't know if he, he uses it almost as like, you don't see it, but almost like he's welding it, kind of sealing it shut. But then okay. he calls it, he must have called it this, the sonic screwdriver. Oh, he does, yes. I wrote that down. So I think that's what we're calling it, the sonic screwdriver um, is what they use um, to do it. But he yeah, so, so she puts, or he puts Mickey's head into this thing. And I think this is where I, because I wrote down the term living plastic. I think that's like the first time we kind of see that. And, you know, Mickey's dead at this point. Right. So you assume, yeah. I mean, we, we think, but, you know, I mean, from Rose's perspective, I mean, his head is being melted into this crazy thing, right? <laughs> right. I mean, and they, and they, he almost loses the signal, and that was pretty cool. Like, he was kind of panicking, but he, one way or another, he, he is able to trace the signal, and they walk back out of the TARDIS or in a different part of London. Right. Yeah. So traveled. Now yeah. Rose seems like she's getting a little bit more upset, and he, he makes some odd comments about, like, you know, she says, like, where's the rest of his body? And he says, probably melted with the head so you're just left to believe that he's just dead my favorite my favorite character so far is dead <laughs> maybe he's dead um and then i mean what where we go after that like they they well they're talking he, a little bit and then he's saying we need to find the relay there's got to be something that activates all these and standing behind him you see the giant wheel the ferris, ferris wheel in, in london and she's just like kind of pointing out, he's like, it's got to be something really big and, and circular. It's got to be, it's huge. I mean, for them to hide it here in the middle of London, it's got to be huge. And she's kind of like, uh, and you know, us as viewers are looking at it like, it's right behind it's you, right man. There. Like, turn right. around. And uh, finally, we see that he uh, um, sees it, that that's the, uh, you know, the wheel, that it's there. Uh, but we find out that he has anti-plastic that he's going to be able to use. <laughs> Um, to counteract the plastic. And I love this too. Right. Here we go. I, I, uh, have, I wrote down that they start running, holding hands when going to the Ferris wheel. Yeah. That like, and I, I read something that, that like the, in the old ones, um, the creators of that one didn't have the doctor like touch people a lot. I don't know if they're like what truth there is to that. Hmm. Uh, maybe the hardcore people can let us know, but, um, they kind of turned that around in this one where, yeah, like they they wanted that scene where they're holding hands and basically like skipping down. The, yeah, they're running the across the bridge. Yeah. To make it seem like they they all right now. This is the dynamic duo. You know, this is the yeah. Batman and Robin. And now that it's almost like the doctor's turned a corner and is accepting her and her help mm-hmm. and to do, go do what he needs to do. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was. It's almost it like the music, right? Awesome. I mean, it was. It was it definitely it like really an did. obvious scene that they because because at this point you think, I mean, poor Rose. Like, here's this guy who is creepy as hell. He's t- mm-hmm. you know she finds out there's this conspiracy theory. She's seeing pictures of this guy from hundreds of years ago. Then you know her husband or her boyfriend. This guy rips theoretically her boyfriend, even though he is like a plastic monster version of her boyfriend, rips the head off and then throws it into this thing to melt. Completely just anti-emotional like doesn't even care has no emotion for it and then she just takes his hand like yeah sure i'll help you Let's go. <laughs> and they just go for it like what what are you doing rose like we got a progressive story man we got time to think about those guys there's plenty of fish in the sea apparently um but so so what happens they, they he's they go. like okay we see it and then they she very quickly he's like it's got to be around here somewhere and she just is like yeah how about right there and like yeah let's let's try that portal and it's the very first one and they go down yep. into like sewer system almost like uh like uh national treasure style like at the end of that movie where they're going like underground yep. and 
did you hold on? Did you did you make a list of the things when they're talking about things that can come to life that are plastic? Uh, what did he, he say? He yeah, said he, something like a bunch of things, like you know, whatever, plastic, plastic. And what's the one thing that Rose says? Did you catch up on that? Oh, breast implants. Breast implants. Yeah. Of all the things to think of with plastic coming to life, the one thing that Rose thinks of is breast implants. Breast implants. God, I love Rose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that though? Just, just picture that. Like that's a. Uh... Mm. I mean, I guarantee you, there's probably somebody, some creepy person out there, just made a terrible like <laughs> fanfic about you know the breast implants in this episode. <laughs> like, what happened when the the autons put out their signal? I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> but Rose, I'm like, man, like, what is up with that? That is, yeah, uh, that was great. It's the that first thing that comes to mind. <sighs> so funny. Um, but when they go down into the sewer system, we get our first look at. The, ne the nesting consciousness. Consciousness, yes. Yep. Um, and it basically looks like something that was, you know, in the, the the pink slime that was in the tub that tried to eat Oscar in Ghostbusters 2, if you remember that <laughs> yes, scene. Yes, yeah. You know? <laughs> the pink slime, yep. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing about the, the nesting is it th – th there's a credited voice to that. If you look at the credits – like really? someone, his, his name is, uh, I wrote it down. Nicholas Briggs is credited with doing the voice of, of the nesting, like the consciousness. That's you great. didn't do anything, man. You just, <clears throat> nope. You could have just used an animal and, and not paid yep. a guy to do that. Um, but go ahead. Uh, well, I was describe, saying that the, the doctor comes in there and he basically starts, you know, proclaiming to this thing. I'm here. You have to stop what you're doing. And he mentions that he has jurisdiction over this, over the shadow proclamation. He says that. Yes. What is the shadow proclamation? So, so we're asking who the doctor is and like what his role is. Everything we see him doing through all this is under this shadow proclamation, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know. It, and well, he <clears throat> says, "Well, does he say it later on?" He's talking about a war. Like he. Well, then yeah. Then he, later he was on, at yep. war. So are those two hand in hand? I would have to believe that they are. But what war? And I wrote the same thing down. Like, what's the shadow proclamation? I don't know. I how much of this. I don't want to, but sh should we have gone back to the no. '60s stuff to to watch that? Like, no, is any no. of that stuff pulled in? I to think now? I think we're gonna do this for now, and then maybe we'll go back and do that at some point. I think no, we're gonna and, get some answers. I think to some of this stuff through this. I think they're gonna because right. there's so many people that are now into this show. Um, they gotta answer, they, or they gotta explain some of the stuff at some point. Right, right, um, right. But we can't he really hear the plastic at that point because it's as if he's having a conversation with it, but we can't hear it. The only time we really hear it is when it's like in pain, when the anti-plastic right. like. It's almost like you know Chewbacca and Han Solo talking. Like Chewbacca just growls, and if you can understand Wookie talk, you know what he's saying. So exactly. it's almost like he, yeah. Doctor's the only one that that knows what he's saying. So his you because you don't know what the Nestine is saying, you just have the doctor's uh, answers to go off of. And you have to theorize what the heck he's talking mm -hmm. about based on those answers. And at this point in the game, we got no clue. Yeah, I did write down. Here we go. He keeps mentioning the war that he fought in and how he couldn't save the plastic people or, or like the autons. So he just says, I couldn't save you. I tried, you know, I couldn't do it. Right. Um, and then, and then he, he's almost like holding the TARDIS hostage. Right. And he's like, and the doctor saying like, he, He's threatened by the TARDIS. He's threatened by his technology. Yep. So even more just like, where, where are we going what with this? What is going but, on with this stuff? But this is the stuff I love. Like, this is the, now we're like building and building and building like questions in different time frames and stuff. Yep. So, 
let's see. And then we see her mom. It, it flashes. So all this is going on. There's all kinds of craziness. And then we see the mom get a get a uh, a phone call. Or no, I'm sorry. The mom. What is she? She called Rose. Is that what it is? Rose, or Rose gets a phone. Uh, gets the phone because we see Mickey. Mickey is alive. We find Mickey's out. Mickey's alive. And, yeah. We do. And the best part is the doctor kind of like seems to acknowledge it. Like, oh yeah, I figured they had him somewhere. <laughs> Fucking like, Rose. That's fine. Like. He, I'm fine with that because he, like I said, he does, he doesn't care. He doesn't right. care about us. He says something earlier, like before they, they see the, the Ferris wheel on why like the nesting and, and like the, uh, autons are, are on our planet. Cause we're ripe for the picking with all of like our toxins in the air. We are hab- like habitable for them. Like we are food to them. Yep. That's why True. we've come here. So yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't care about mickey if he's dead or alive because it'll go back to what we said earlier like he's he's been crisscrossing the galaxy and he's seen some stuff so he doesn't care about little old mickey and if he survived or not right but the you rose, would think though at least caring about rose but but i guess like we just talked about how rose doesn't seem too distraught that well i guess whatever she just kind of moves on <laughs> it's just right, like whatever yeah. she's not too upset so she's she can still function and can still help me out uh, then we see the consciousness send out the signal with the giant O, the giant ring. So, the, and it's these big mm-hmm. O's. It's like an old like uh, Mars zapper gun. You would see like <laughs> whoop, 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 like kind of shooting out, which is classic. Right. Going only in one direction. So hopefully all the autons are in that direction. It doesn't go the other way. So if behind it. If there's anything behind it, we're good to go. So just go the one direction, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and then it it fast forwards to the mall, and it's the mall where Rose's mom is. And we mm-hmm. see the, the autons in, like, the display case. And I love – you see Clive, right? Is, is it Clive that we see? It's Clive, yeah. It's Clive. So Clive. we see Clive and his family there. And uh, these things walk up to him. And it puts its hand out. The hand flips down. And Clive's son is right there. <laughs> and, dude, point blank, this thing just blasts Clive right in the face. Clive down – his poor kid had to see that. Not only is he seeing mannequins come to life, his dad just got <laughs> blasted and point blank in the face. There is years of mental health therapy for yeah. that kid ahead of him. And what and are they shooting? I want to know. Are they plastic bullets? You don't really see it. And that's the thing. Like no. you, you don't you don't actually see Clive get hit Mm-mm. and go down. You just they, they kind of do a close up of you know what's a gun. Oh yeah, you know what's happening. And it's happening all around. It's not just Clive because yep. he's He's the one who's kind of like knows what's going on. Not well, kind of, you know, he's conspiracy theory. But um, yeah, all of these autons are robot dancing and like breaking out of the class. <laughs> <Our> robot <laughs> and and they're just shooting everything around them. And then you see Rose's mom kind of freak out and she runs out and she's trying to hide. And then like three brides autons that are dressed up like brides come after her. Yep. Um, I don't know what they're I, I mean, it's, it's a weapon. It's a gun. It's got to be a gun. But yeah, like I wish there was like some kill scenes. I think that's where the the uh, budget was a little thin. They didn't really have right, any, yeah. anything to kind of show like Walking Dead type stuff. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm looking at a scene right now. It's Rose's mom running, and there's four autons on the escalator, just coming down, just shooting. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're on the escalator, just shooting, like just boom, 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 turning back. Any direction. Like, oh, they're so good, man. These, I love the autons. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. Then, uh, so yeah, we get the bullets. The, and the doc, let's face it. Come on, doctor. What are you doing here? He's barely trying to get away. There's like one hole. He's just like, kills mm, me, man. Like, like he's doing the old, like, <laughs> barely moving. That kills like, me. He's just having a small little shake. Like, I can't get out. I hate those scenes where, yeah, like something needs to happen. Either the good guy needs to get thrown into the fire or he defeats them. And that goes on for way too long. Like, you can escape the grip of. I, I would hope. I would hope. I would hope. Or, or if you can't, then they should be able to overpower you. Like one of them has to have the upper hand. And you're right. He's just like struggling, like very like back and forth, like for way too long, <laughs> almost as long as that arm scene went on in the apartment. Yes. But, yeah. Um, so then Rose decides to save the day, more or less. Yep. Very casually, not in any rush whatsoever. Nope. She kind of runs over to like this chain and kind of starts talking about how she won bronze in gymnastics in middle school. Why you would want to recount that before you're trying to save someone's life, I don't know, but she did, and she swings to and fro and knocks both those autons into the nesting. At the same time, the doctor drops the anti-plastic, and uh, the world has been saved. Yep, and we we have our Luke and Leia scene where they, they I'm looking at it right now. They hug on the chain a little bit, kind of look at each other, right. and then run off together. You know, kind of looking at each other. The O's stop shooting from the giant ring in the one direction right. only, and um, all is good. The brides fall down. Rose's mom is saved, and um, but what did you? So so they leave in the in the TARDIS, and then all three of them. Mickey Rose and the doctor and then wherever they go they're in like some alley and they all step out well Mickey runs out and he starts cowering into he's not worth anything (laughs) (laughs) he's a mess and do do you remember what Rose did like Rose's mom calls her tells her don't go out of the house don't go out of the house and Rose doesn't say a word just smiles and hangs up on her. Not like I'm <laughs> she could have been dying on the side of the road, yeah. dying. Like yeah, she yeah. couldn't even talk to her mom. Like, oh, Th- does it not? I'm okay. Like, don't worry. Yes, I'm safe. It's just, huh. and flip phone is closed. <laughs> you know what I love too? I'm, I'm looking at all the autons when they fall. Like they they're doing the robot. Like they can't mm-hmm. move their arms or their knees. But yet when they die, their knees buckle and they all die. Like they fall down and then, Ooh, then all the knees and legs all twist all crazy. Good but they point. couldn't do that when they're walking, like standing on the escalator all in a group, slowly right. coming down rather than walk down the escalator. And then now suddenly when they die, everything can crumple. Well, you know, when you die, you get a movement in your in your, yeah. your bones. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. what I mean, after that, go ahead. And then I was saying, then we get the big scene of, uh, you know, the doctor basically saying, come with me, Mickey holding on to Rose for dear life. Mm-hmm. Rose kind of realizing like, you know what? I got it. She says something like, I got to take care of this or not. not I forget <laughs> right. what she calls him, but kind of like to him saying Mickey. I mean, Mickey is terrified just looking um, like a little, little baby, a little puppy basically holding on to Rose. And but um, she says something to him like, well, he, he says, you know, he invites her to come, yep. like come, come with me, go on this journey with me. And like, she says no for, like you said, but she says something like it is always this dangerous. And he, flat out is just like yeah yep like it's not yeah. like a joke he's not like kidding around he's not like yeah it's it's fun he's just like no nah, it's this yep. is a daily grind <laughs> pretty cool pretty awesome cool. doctor's badass yep. 
Um, and then Man. the TARDIS leaves and Rose kind of realizes like, ah, you know, probably at some point I'm going to regret that, but it's, it's kind of the right thing to do. I got, you know, my mom at home, I got Mickey. And, uh, so they start walking away and then, uh, she hears the sound and the TARDIS comes back and we get the nice slow-mo shot of Rose just running all like what? <laughs> nice and slow, big <laughs> what smile. What changed though? What changed? Like within that 30 seconds, not even when it came back. And he says, like, did I mention it? Time travels. Like, why was that the deciding factor for her? Because she can just go back and pick this up where she left off? I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Theoretically, and, right? Because she, she turns to him and says, you know, uh, thank you. And he says, thank, thank you for what? And she responds, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Is there At a deeper moment, meaning to that? At that moment, maybe is the rose running in there? Is this a different rose? Yeah. has been through some shit at this point and now she's come back and replaced herself and I don't, I don't know. know but but now she's along for the ride yep she so she the has committed together. they're ready to she go has committed and yep. um dude it was at this point the very last scene where I recognized where she was from and I didn't I didn't realize it at all it, it wasn't like one of those things like during the show um I'm like oh she looks familiar to me for some reason, that last scene, she had like a facial expression. I'm like, oh, my God, I know her from somewhere. And if you, did you ever watch Penny Dreadful? You know, we watched the first episode or two, but that was it. She's she in might that. not have she might not have been in the first couple uh. episodes, but she was in that show. And uh, her character gets a lot more uh, like playtime and, and, and becomes much more important mm -hmm. as the show was on and plays a great character. Nice. Really, really good character. So if you ever want to get into that show, I think it's done. They did three seasons and they either canceled it or they just stopped it. I don't know what they did with it, but hmm. she plays a fantastic role in that show. But anyway, that's a side note. Um, nice. So, yeah. So then, then you know, she – you're right. The super slow-mo was super cheese, but yep. super awesome at the Expected. same time. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then, then we get – Then that's a wrap on episode wrap. one, except – but there's more. And I think this is going to be moving forward now. Every episode, we're going to get the next time, it says, on Doctor Who. And uh, we find out that they are standing what looks to be in front of the Earth with the end of the world. So the sun is blowing up. And then it proceeds to show some crazy guy <laughs> with blue makeup who then starts to go on a rant introducing all these people that are coming here, I'm assuming, to see the end of the world. And uh, let's see, he represents... <laughs> Representing the forest of cheem trees. <laughs> and then short little, I didn't say it, I don't know this guy's name, but it's a short little blobby guy with a crazy butt face head. And then, uh, let's see, then there's a giant like face stone thing. And then there's this real thin amoeba weird looking thing that he introduces as the last human, yeah. Cassandra O'Brien. <laughs> I love that it's got a name. First of all, it has a full name. And it's not even like an alien name. It's Cassandra no. O'Brien. Like, and oh, yeah, she's my neighbor. And, That's her. And it totally resembles Conan O'Brien at the same time. <laughs> totally pale. But this was like – it was it was one of those things, the way it was presented, it was almost like <laughs> this is not going to be in the next episode. This is just a spoof. You know what I mean? Like, And if it is in the next episode, I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> It's going to be. I guarantee you it is. Oh, my God. But I love from the forest of, tr of cheese. Trees. Trees. That's all he said. 
It's so good. This man, and then this is where like you watch this first episode and it's cheesy, and you're like, all right, you know, I, I, well, I'm sure we're gonna go some places with this show, but this is when it really hits you, like, yeah, wow. Like, I mean, I'm now. looking at this guy dressed in blue. He's wearing like an oversized suit, what looks to be just terrible suit coat. It's definitely too big for him. It's all baggy. His face just looks ridiculous. He has on, I don't even know what kind of helmet it is on his head, but then standing off to his right is another shorter little blue person wearing just these goggles on their head yeah. for no yeah. reason. Like, Oh, man. This is like sci-fi at its best and or worst <laughs> on however you want to uh, look at that. But like now if we're getting off of Earth, and we're we're flying around the galaxy like now this is where the writers and the creative team get to like flex their muscle like this is like I want I wish I could go back and and just request to be there at like the writing boards for these things like who came up with trees who came up with that who came up with Cassandra O'Brien and who said like yes we're doing that next step is like well there's because there's no you would think if you're writing a show of this type or you're going to go as crazy as what we're seeing here in this next time you would at least slowly wean it in where, you know, no. here they just went for it. Like uh, the, the, yeah. the plastic people, the autons, it's somewhat cheesy, but okay, I'm on board. I'm ready to go right. and and slowly trickle a little bit more. And here, man, this, this just throws it in your face and says, we're going there, people. And yep. if you're coming, we'll see you next time. If you're not down with these people you're seeing, then don't bother. Right. <laughs> but how much do you think? They could do that based on the Doctor Who name. Like this was if this was the first episode ever of Doctor Who. True, then maybe not. I don't think we would have gotten to episode two. True. But um like like you're saying, like, come for the ride with us. And and I looked up like uh viewership and it crushed in Britain. Like a lo- like ten million people watched this thing. And even like I think it so this was released in 2005, 2005 in the UK, right? Yep. I don't think it released until 2016, almost like a year later in the United States. Oh, and the, well, it was on Netflix for a long time, I think. Um, look and see. Check the check. It was on Netflix. Sci-Fi. It was on Sci-Fi Channel. Sci-Fi Channel, from what I researched, they they would show them hmm. on Sci-Fi Channel. And it got good ratings here for a Sci-Fi Channel show. It got really good ratings. So people were on board like right from the beginning. They were They were excited that it was back. Yeah, here we go. It says Rose was first broadcast in the United States on Sci-Fi Channel on March 17th, 2006. Or 2006. 2006. It was aired back to back with the following episode, The End of the World. So So that's a full year. Yeah. So, but (laughs) people were on board, man. Like, I I kind of am too right now just because I, I, I love this stuff. I love, like, the cheese factor. I think I sent you a text when I watched it through the first time. And I was like that. What did I say? Uh, Sharknado had better effects than, <laughs> than, than this first episode. But, you know, from what I was talking to you and other people have, have backed that up. You, you've heard it from uh, other people that you work with that they weren't sure. They weren't sure if people were going to accept it again. So they didn't dump a lot of money into it. Mm-hmm. And everything we hear is as it goes on, it gets a lot better. I'm sure it gets a lot more serious and maybe a lot well, darker. You know here, I don't know. I- but, 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 but. Um, like to kind of like make a comparison, Agent of Shield was the same way. True. First yeah. episode of that is is pretty brutal in the you know production department. Yep. So I get it. I'm I'm fine with it. How do you feel? Like I hope this show doesn't get too serious. And and I I don't know how to phrase this. Yeah. Like too good. 
I want it to stay like this almost. Like this, like, this is great. Like to me, that this is what's going to make Doctor Who, and I'm sure that's what got so many people on board. And I hope it doesn't take itself too serious. That it actually stays kind of with this. We know we're cheesy, but we don't care. We're just going all out, and that's I think Doctor Who. I think it's one of those things where we say that now, and then the natural progression of the show. And, you know, when we're into season seven and eight and we look back, we'll be happy that they're at where they're True, at. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I think right now we're just because we just dove right in. We're loving the the super simple and yeah. terrible production value of it. Like we're loving that because we don't get that a lot. Like I no. said, like in the beginning, like we get today, like shows are so well produced and television shows look like movies and movies yeah. look like something you've never seen before. We don't get that cheese factor and now that we're, we're getting it right now i think that's why we're liking it so much so right now i'm all in we're getting at least what's the first season 14 15 episodes mm-hmm. we're getting that we're getting 15 episodes of of terrible cgi and i'm looking forward to that <laughs> you know you almost wonder like you know t- you, you talking about that, that we're going to want it to be serious is it one of those things where like the doctor in our heads as we learn more about him he's going to become like just even though it may not always be shown, but he's going to become like a badass to us, you know? So when you see him three, four uh, episodes or seasons down the line, when we go back to this episode one, we'll see him and be like, dude, such a badass. Like, you know, when you see him like go in and he's, he's, he's messing with the, the hand as, as silly as that looks, right. we'll know what he's been through and be like, man, he can handle that situation. Cause he, he's done this before. Cause we know down the line what a doctor does. Now I, I do know Christopher Eccleston, this is his only season. This is it. Did oh you know really? That? Yeah. No. Yeah, this is it. One season. Oh, wow. I know that because he actually we watched him um, on the Leftovers. I think he was on on okay. uh, HBO. And right. uh, when we, uh, you know, when I see saw him as Doctor Who, I was like, oh man, he was Doctor Who. And I kind of went onto his IMDb, and it was one season. This is it. Okay. This is all he did. And so, will you feel like future doctors are are that like badass person? Like this one is very like campy and. I feel like, you know, if he got into like a fist fight with some a bum on the street, the bum would put up a pretty good fight. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like this guy doesn't have like a lot of, of power. He's got a sonic screwdriver, will, man. Well, that's all he's got. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, will it progress to like the doctor has a lot of gadgets and you know, like anything that he's confronted with, he can take down because he's badass. Like, yep. Will it progress to that? I think so. I think will it progress to that or will it take him? Like getting out of his human form, like that's what I want to know. Do we ever see him not as a human? Do we ever get to see him in his alien form? Maybe his alien form is this big, bulking Hulk-looking guy, and he's just this badass dude. But otherwise, on Earth, he just has to appear like a human, you know, or or otherwise he'd he'd stand out too much. Maybe his real form is trees (laughs) from the forest of Chima or bushes. He's bushes. Oh, that's great. So, you know, one of the things we want to do on the show here when we end every episode is we want to talk about what we learned. Mm. And it's either what we learned about just the Doctor Who culture or, again, because we're Americans here watching the show. And this is a very British show. What we learned about the British culture. So, uh, Chris, did you learn anything on this episode? Man, I, I don't. There's so much to take in. I don't know if I really learned anything. I think I, I, I lost some brain cells watching this, <laughs> possibly. But um, we learned I some always. New words. I always love hearing British people call the television the telly and the uh, phone the mobile. 
<laughs> never gets old and I really should adopt that. Uh, but people would probably think I'm kind of weird, but no, like, uh, the word what nutter, are some other ones? Nutter it. is great. I think we, we got to adopt that a yep. little bit more. Anybody that listens to the show, you're our nutters. Um, what was the other one? I think we've oh, learned wanted... that, that, uh, when there's a traumatic event that it is okay to put your, uh, football or match ahead of your love, ahead ones. of your relationship. I yeah. think that's what we learned on this episode. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nope, and I think, uh, use caution when putting your garbage cans out by the side of the road <clears throat> every week Yep. because you never know we're going to swallow you up and burp. If uh, uh, the arm or some sort of limb falls off something that is alive, do not bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. And if you're you know significant. You think about this. How, yeah. how different would Rosa's life be if she never brought that arm home? If she didn't bring that arm home, the doctor never would have met up with her again, right? Right. None of this would have yeah. happened. I mean, well, yeah. who knows? I mean, it well, could have been the end of the world because she's the one that kind of... She wouldn't have been there to stop it. Right. She wouldn't have, yeah. It would have yeah. been the end of the world. And um, if your significant other, spouse, boyfriend or girlfriend, um, looks like they have a little bit of a shine to them, uh, they've been <laughs> taken over by some otherworldly being and don't go get pizza. Yep. And, so. and no matter what Clive's wife thinks, it's okay if you are a female to buy into conspiracy theories. <laughs> Clive's wife is a bitch, I think is really what it boils down to. Yeah, they should Don't have shot her, her, not Clive. Right? Yep. But an interesting thing that I read was um, they wanted, they asked, they asked Edgar Wright to direct this episode. And if you know who Edgar Wright is, he is big in like um, the Shaun of the Dead series like that's why he couldn't do this because he was directing Shaun of the dead oh really yeah which huh. is like one of my favorite movies oh yeah great movie but uh so so they were going all out like they were they were really putting in as much money as they could mm-hmm. uh to this to to make it successful obviously they did and uh and that's we're it. doing we're doing a podcast on it so. that's right that's yeah. right so yeah there you go episode one season one rose uh, Chris, what are you expecting in the next one here? The, I'm looking at the title. It's called The End of the World. We obviously know we're going to get to see some very interesting characters. Um, anything well, specific you want to see in this upcoming episode? Um, I, it seems like – so if this is – if they if the TARDIS can time travel, did he take her to the end of the world just for her to view it and then we just come right back to I don't know. present day or – I'm going to read you the – how about we do this too? We'll start reading the description. Of the next episode. Yeah, right, episode right. two, the end of the world. The doctor takes Rose on her first voyage through time to the year 5 billion. The sun is about to expand and swallow the earth. But amongst the alien races gathering to watch on platform one, a murderer is at work. Who is controlling the mysterious deadly spiders? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know where to go with that one. <laughs> The um, world is ending. Someone's murdering people on platform one. Who's controlling the deadly spiders? If the world is ending, why does it matter? If somebody's... Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> is the world is just like Earth is Who ending? Who cares or about like... the murderer? Stop the world from ending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care about spiders. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I, I think I think what we saw in the you know next episode segment we're just going to get some characters that we're going to yeah. be introduced to, which look phenomenal. Um, I think, I think that's what he's doing. I think he's just showing her, um, the power of the TARDIS and what they can do and where they can go. And if mm-hmm. they want to go to the last days of 
the world, they can go do they that. They can do it. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, and then, and then, but is each episode its own story? I think it's it almost is. like Black Mirror. <clears throat> I think it, well, think so? y- yes, I think there's when I forget we, we were talking about it because we were uh, doing one of our other previous shows doing it live. And somebody said, I, I said something like that. Or is it kind of its own thing? Somebody said the seasons usually have an arc. But mm-hmm. each episode's kind of its own. It's like an X Files almost, where it's like there is uh, kind of an overarching story, but each episode is kind of a, its own little standalone thing and pushes the main story a little bit forward. My guess with this season, it's probably all more just standalone. I think we're gonna get into more of those season overarching stories later on. Later on, when yeah. it gets a little bit more serious, yeah. Yep. All right. I don't know. What do you think? Where do you think this is going? Just. I just, I just want more uh, Mickey. Honestly, I, I I didn't see any Mickey in that preview, and Mickey's the one that just. <laughs> The, I think uh, Mickey's humor. done. I, I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. I could go on IMDb and just see how many episodes is in, but I, I don't. No, nah, do I don't. I I want to know actually too. The other thing is a little bit more about the Doctor. I want to know his role, and I'm hoping that now we're gonna have him in front of more what seems to be talking alien races. That we're gonna find out maybe more about the Shadow Proclamation or a little bit of his history. Uh, just, just more. That's all I want. I want to know what yeah. is his story. He talks about this war. Are we going to learn more about the war that he fought and how was he fighting in that war? There's no way he was fighting in that war with a sonic screwdriver. That's not going to no. fight a war. And if he did, that's why he failed those plastic people. Cause he had a fucking screwdriver, dude. You're not going to fight a war with that. Like, come on. <laughs> right. So is the, the, the nesting is, is defeated. That's over and done with is, is earth. Earth is now saved. From that for now, I think. So I'm we don't need to go back to Earth. So now are we going to expand? And this is where we're getting to other worlds and stuff like that. If that's the case, hmm. are we going to see Earth anymore? I'm, I'm looking at, because I'm looking at the second episode right now, but I can see right. the upcoming episodes. We're going back to Earth. We're not going done back with to Earth. Earth. Okay. So. All right, right. let's wrap it there. Let's wrap it there. You know, so next week we will be watching from season one, episode two, the end of the world. We will be breaking it down and send us your thoughts. If you guys got here to the end, the tardy tardis podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Um, You know, what did you think of that episode and, and what, you know, what was your reaction? Let us know if you were a long time watcher of the show or if you're new to the show, we just want to hear from you guys. Remember, follow us on Twitter at tardis tardy. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram at tardy tardis podcast. And, of course, you can find the show over on thecomicpanel.com and, of course, on iTunes and all the other podcast services. We should hopefully be up by the time you're hearing this. It should be up on all the services out there. And whatever service you listen to us on, leave us a review over there because that helps move us up the ranks, and then more people will see the show um, at that point. So, Chris, you got anything here you want to throw out Would you be – and I'm just thinking of this – maybe open to the fact of having, like, a third chair – of someone who's an expert in this show, I dude, I definitely cross my cross my mind. Like always, and then just always, or just every once in a while, have a different um, guest. Whatever, I, I just it just popped into my head, and just have somebody there that know like doesn't spoil anything, hmm. but kind of leads us in and can fill in the gaps of like bringing that expert opinion on some on on this particular episode. You know what? I I, you know what I, mean? say, I like the idea, but I would almost think that may be something to do every so often, either maybe after every four episodes or maybe every season. Because then we could go I, maybe in. The, and maybe then, the season thing yeah. and wrap everything up. Wrap I it like all up. That. They can tell us where we were wrong, where we were right, things like that. Right, might right, be the better right. way to do it. Because if someone was here, I think we would kind of tear through this stuff. Well, maybe <laughs> not. Because, I mean, there's it, whoever watches it, even if you are a big fan, you're going to be able to nitpick. 
some of the things and laugh and get some, I think some laughs out of some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I think like the, the, the stupid stuff that we're saying right now, the reaction of people are, are will just be like shaking their head like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and I don't want to see someone because we're doing we're We can see each other. Right. We video. can see each other right now. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to see some a third person be like just kind of like their reaction. Be like, you guys are stupid for thinking that like that. Yep. That's not going to happen. I think we should do that. I think we should do a season and then we have on an expert. And then so we'll do we'll t- we take a one week break. We have the expert on, and then we get back to the next season. And that's how it's going to go. So we wrap up season one, our big season one wrap up. And we have, and, and they got to probably be British. So I'm throwing okay. that out there. I know, so yeah. I I personally know a few Doctor Who British fans or Brit- yeah. British Doctor Who fans. So we might be able to get somebody on. Maybe we get one from each. We get we get a a, a Britain or a British person, which I'm sound like a complete idiot here talking about British <laughs> people, but we get a British person on, and we get someone from America. Two big fans against I say against us, but with us on the show. And mm. we we talk about season one, I think, and, and, then, and then they fight to the death. And then they fight to the death. <laughs> yep. All right, I that's a good idea. I like that. I like that. And then uh, it's almost like we're grading ourselves at the end of the year, and and yep. what we like you said, what we got wrong, what we what we got right, and and then and then foreshadowing what's to come in the second what's season. Come, what do we think? Yep. In the, yeah. So all right, we can go anywhere with this. We can do mm-hmm. we can do so much with this. So. And, and right. at one point, too, we, we hope to go back and do the old series, maybe even at some point. And I hear there's Christmas specials or holiday specials that everybody says oh, yeah, we have to watch as well. So right. we'll see kind of where those are going to play into. I think they, they – I don't know if they did it for the first season, but they play in between the seasons. Somebody somebody told me when I said it. They're like, you have to go watch the specials. They're actually, always they're, – they're never like in during a season. It's always like after a season. I think so. The Christmas special. Okay. What am I looking at right now? There's Here's something that says – uh, it's on because uh, we're, we're, we're watching this also through Amazon Prime. They don't sponsor the show, but we're watching it through Amazon Prime. And yeah. it says Doctor Who, the David Tennant specials. And I know David Tennant was one of the doctors and it's got a Christmas tree. <clears throat> and there are there's eight of them that I can see. So mm. I don't know where those fall or, or what <clears throat> years are out or what it is. But um, that may be something we need to watch, too. So. All right. Uh, all right, guys. Well, everybody here, thank you as always for joining us. Like I said, send us your feedback and whatever your podcast service of choice is. Leave us some reviews over there to help spread it up the up the charts and uh, help spread the word too. If you got some other Doctor Who fans out there, tell them about our crazy show and uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you had some fun here with us. And because uh, that's all we want to do is have some fun watching Doctor Who. So, Chris, do Bunch we have a noobs. do we have a sign off? I know in our pilot episode I said go go Tardis go. <laughs> I don't think that's. <laughs> I didn't really think about it. Uh, we'll come up with one for next. I will say this, though. If you listen to the beginning of the show, you hear our intro. That is the TARDIS taking off. I made the outro, and it's the yeah. TARDIS coming in. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's vice versa. I said the TARDIS going out. So it's like right. I did. The, when you hear the, in the beginning of the show, it's the TARDIS coming in, and then the other one's the TARDIS going the other direction. So I didn't even know there was two different sounds for the TARDIS coming and going. So when you hear my voice right now, Everybody, thank you as always for making this part of your week. We'll be back next week. Dr. Who, let's go.